This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. (laughs) Anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care. So don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> it's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist. From FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same-game parlays, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. All righty, let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Tuesday into an early Wednesday edition of New York, New York. And we are chatting right now 20 to 2 because of what just transpired in the Met game. And we did a Spotify Live earlier today. Of course, we're doing this show with heavy hearts. Spent a lot of time in our Spotify Live talking about the disgusting, unspeakable tragedy that took place down in Texas was a great night of sports and sports remind you on a night like tonight that it can distract you from the horrors that go on in our world and the horrors that go on in our country. So we're thinking of everybody who was affected down in Texas uh, and something needs to change and something's got to give. But the reason I'm hopping on here before we do our Spotify live, we had one of the more insane baseball games that you'll ever see between the Mets and the San Francisco Giants, a game that looked over and done with. The Mets down six, Bassett giving up eight runs. Game looked over beyond done at 8-2 in the seventh inning. There's a never-say-die attitude with this Mets team that you absolutely have to love. When Door hits the home run, cuts it to 8-4. Then they single you to death in that eighth inning. They take advantage of some soft contact. They take advantage of some shoddy giant defense. Single, 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 single. Then when Door ropes went down the left field line, Clears the bases, the left fielder falls, and the Mets take the lead. So you go from being down 8-2 to up 11-8. You'll love the fight. Then the bottom of the eighth inning, 
Smith puts a couple of guys on base. Buck made a mistake. Should have never in a million years let Drew Smith pitch to Jock Peterson. Peterson had a bunch of RBIs today, a bunch of home runs, ties the game. Ninth inning, Dom Smith, triple and triples alley. Scores. One run lead with Diaz on the mound. Diaz didn't have it. He gives up a couple of hits. You're thinking you're going to get out of it with the double play. Not to be, and you had a bad feeling that Peterson was going to come through. He comes through with the game-tying hit, Crawford with the walk-off hit, and I'm going to say it without hesitation. That will be the nuttiest game that you watch in the Major League Baseball regular season this year, and it's not even close. It's not even close. Those lead changes from the seventh inning on, nothing short of madness as the Giants win by the score of 13 to 12. We had to do something on this game. I'm sure for you Mets fans who stayed up late, you got a lot to chew on. If you didn't watch the Mets game, I hope that I did a decent enough job of explaining the insanity. Well, here's the insanity. Your lineup doesn't quit. The McNeils, the Nimos, the Alonzos of the world, Canada just grinding out at bats left and right. Lindor, lot to like recently. I think he's swinging a much better bat. Bullpen scares me a little bit. You don't know what you have in Drew Smith. As good as Diaz has been, and he's been sensational. He's still somebody I think that's going to scare you in big situations, but that's a that's a crusher of a loss. The good news for the Mets is they're playing unbelievable baseball, and I expect them to respond. So a couple minutes on that game. Had to be done. Wow. Holy moly, holy moly, holy moly. And on a day where we are very down and we are very sad, we're reminded what we do in this little toy shop, this world that we live in, could find a way to distract us. And even on a terrible, unspeakable day with a tragedy, somehow, someway, maybe try to put a smile on your face. All right, the rest of the Spotify Live, the Rangers, even up the series. And... A walk-off in the Yankee game. Yeah, there was a lot that happened in New York sports. There's a lot that transpired. We have it covered every which way. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is our Tuesday Spotify Live right here on New York, New York. And I wish I could tell you that I am in better spirits doing this particular Spotify Live. But I got to be honest with you guys. My head, where I'm at, it's not a good place. It's just not a good place after everything that unfolded in Texas today. And I'm in a Ranger game today. I'm in a Yankee game. It was great to see Trevino walk it off. But we're talking about 15-plus elementary school kids killed in a gun shooting. I mean, if that doesn't eat at your soul, if that doesn't make you sick, I honestly don't know what will. So... Before we do anything tonight, and we'll have some fun, and I hope I put people in a better mood. Quite frankly, I hope I put myself in a better mood. We got to do something about this. And I'm not going to get political for the next four hours and tell you we're going to change the world, we're going to change gun laws and whatnot, but this can't be. This can't be. And if this sits well with you, then there's something wrong with you. That's that's all I'm going to say. Okay, now, on a much lighter note and on a much happier note, What a day for New York sports with the Yankees and the New York Rangers. I don't know where to begin. I guess I'll start with the Rangers. It wasn't as dramatic a game, but it was a game the Rangers absolutely had to have. They had a hold serve. They had to win the two games at home. 
to go and set a tone getting this series back to Carolina. And they did exactly that. They played as good a game as I've seen them play throughout this postseason. They scored a two goals in the first period. Igor is fabulous yet again, stopping 30 at 31. And just up and down the ice, big plays, great forecheck, opportunistic, scoring on the power play, Vetrano with the first one, Cop with another, two of the deadline moves that you made, Zabenejad in the right place at the right time, Panarin's making plays, Lindgren's making plays, Trouble with the hit, which I'm sure is going to get a lot of attention and a lot of people are going to be discussing the ins and outs, basically, of clean hit, dirty hit, whatever. If you're a Ranger fan, you don't care with some of the cheap shots that you've seen from the Carolina Hurricanes throughout this series. And all in all, you could not have had a more complete game. Across the board, there's absolutely nothing to complain about. Again, you have to marvel and you have to be amazed with the chutzpah and the just get-off-the-mat type of ability that the Rangers have shown over and over and over again. They've done a brilliant job of getting off the mat. They did in the Pittsburgh series. They fall behind in this particular series. And now it's dead even. We'll see if the Rangers can break home ice. Remember, the Carolina Hurricanes did not win a game in Boston. They won every single one of the games they played at home. The Rangers got a shot. Can they steal one of the two in Carolina and, of course, hold serve in Madison Square Garden? That's the blueprint. That's the avenue for the Blue Shirts to go win this series. But they played two fabulous home games. Not much to nitpick about. Not much to bellyache about. They were absolutely brilliant today. And you got to marvel at Shesterkin. Hey, Shesterkin could have gone completely in the tank. Completely in the tank after what happened in the Pittsburgh series. I think you have learned a lot about Igor with the way he has been able to respond. you got to marvel at that. you got to love that. So all in all, good night for the New York Rangers as they have now evened up this series at two apiece. Now for the Yankees. The Yankees were on the verge of having one of those losses that makes you wonder if a minor tailspin is coming. Not only the idea of who the opponent may be, the Baltimore Orioles, but you throw in the fact that the injury bug for the New York Yankees has really hit home. LeMay, you dealing with the wrist. Chapman on the IL. You have Donaldson on the COVID list. You have Gallo on the COVID list. You have Green out for the year. Stanton goes down in this game. And you're looking at the Yankee lineup, and you're seeing the likes of Marwin Gonzalez, and you're seeing the likes of Estevan Florial and Miguel Andujar, and it's just not exactly murder as well. Montgomery pitches a brilliant game, and King doesn't have it. Gives up the 3-1 bomb to Rugnet Odor, and you're thinking this is going to be a horrendous Yankee loss. Give the Yankees credit. They put together great at-bats, and the start of the game, it's not even close. It's not even up for debate. How about Jose Trevino? Trevino with the game-tying hit in the eighth inning after Gleyber Torres hits the home run, going to the opposite field, not trying to do too much, doing a brilliant job handling the pitching staff, and to boot, doing a nice job with the bat. Homer's early in the game, then gets the game-tying hit, and then in extra innings, you're frustrated when Aaron Hicks can't get a big hit. And let me tell you something about Hicks. I know he had two hits tonight. 
You want to talk about somebody that you don't want to see up at the plate under any set of circumstances with the game on the line? Who in their right mind wants to see Aaron Hicks with the game on the line? Guy stinks. His at-bats are pathetic. You watch what IKF did in extra innings. You watch what Trevino did in extra innings. Why can't Aaron Hicks do that? It, it, it boggles my mind the approach and the thought process of what he is trying to do. It blows my mind. But he can't do the job. IKF and Trevino do. I love that cast. It's two strikes. He's found off a bunch of pitches. You know what? What a concept. That's trying to do too much. Puts the bat on the ball. Wonderful. Trevino puts the bat on the ball. Ropes the double. And Trevino after the game, it tells you something about the kind of guy he is. Where he has this, this unbelievable walk-off moment. Probably, I guess fair to say, the coolest moment he's probably ever had in a big league uniform. And the first thing he's doing is thinking of the folks down at the elementary school of Texas. I mean, it just kind of shows you what kind of dude he is. Biggest moment of his baseball life up until this point. And that's the first thing he's telling Ryan Rucco about. Classy guy. Really classy guy. Yankees had to have that win. Yankees, though, could be in some trouble over the next week or two. I'm not going to say long-term trouble. I could see the Yankees being in a short-term rut. Injuries in the lineup. Bullpen is clearly not as deep. You take Green out of that bullpen. You don't have Chapman in that bullpen. King is not throwing well. Hey, Clark Schmidt, let's stop jerking Clark Schmidt around. Let's keep him in the big leagues. The Yankees need him. The Yankees need him. And you got to hope everything's A-OK with Stanton. The Yankees are a different team when he plays. So we'll, we'll keep you updated as we run through a bunch of calls and we have some lighthearted fun over the next couple of minutes, try to get our mind off of things. Uh, here we go. On the injuries, this is from Aaron Boone a few minutes ago. LeMayu received an MRI, came back clean, received a cortisone shot tonight, should be go- good for either Wednesday or Thursday. All right, that's good news. Stanton heading for tests on his calf. Oh, boy. Hopefully no more tomorrow. So we'll see what shakes out. Yankees in the injury bug. Never fails. All right. It's good that you guys are lighting up the uh, the line here because I need a little moral support on a night like tonight. Let's lit it off with uh, the great Justin in Floral Park with a bang. What's up, buddy? JJ, classy open, man. Uh, tough day. you know. How- Very tough day. Justin, I got to be honest with you, dude. So I'm playing golf today with the great Beningo and with Tommy Keenan. We had a wonderful day. I get off the golf course. You know, it was kind of one of those days in the afternoon. I'm staying off social media. We're having good conversation. We're shooting the shit. We're having all laughs. And I see all this on social media. Dude, I had to sit in my car for like three or four minutes before I got on the road. Like, it was one of those where I was like, man, this is really, really rough news, dude. Really rough. Really rough. Immediately, man. I got an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old in LMA. That's what I mean. Imagine those kids. And listen, we all understand, like, We've seen this before, and I don't want to be on my soapbox in any way, but, like, this cannot continue to keep happening in our country. There's no place for it, man. None. I saw, saw what Steve Kerr said, but he wouldn't. Uh, and he was brilliant. Steve Kerr was absolutely brilliant. And listen, I don't agree with everything that Steve Kerr brings to the table at times. He could not have been more spot on tonight. Absolutely. Now, trying to turn the page a little bit with the hockey. Great job by uh, the Rangers, man. Holding serve here. We talked about it. I mean, I've said it all along. You got to steal a game now. You got to steal it. And I think the game you got to steal is Thursday night. You know, they, I think Carolina, for some reason, has, you know, Igor's in their head a little bit. 
You can see it, man. They're making those extra passes. Oh, they're way too cute with the puck, Justin. I was thinking the exact same thing watching this game tonight. Way too cute with the puck. You do have to wonder how much of that is the Shesterkin factor. And think about it. Justin, this is a goaltender two weeks ago. Spooked. Playing in road games. You had to wonder. I mean, I I, I talked about this with Beningo off the air. He wanted to see Gorgiev start in game five. There were plenty of Ranger fans who felt that way. Gallant stuck with his guy. He validated him in the Pittsburgh series, and he has been fantastic, fantastic, fantastic in this series. I mean, that was a perfect start to the game, man. The power play, even though it didn't score, was crisp, and then they got another power play. They punched it in, and then they just went to work on, um, you know. And listen, Rothfuss played well for them, and I'm hoping they actually switch goalies to Anderson because he has not been good in the playoffs. I'll take my chances against that guy. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, turning the page a little bit with the Yankees. Yeah, I'm getting a little nervous too, JJ. This was a game that, you know, in the past they would lose to Baltimore. So I'm glad they got the win. And uh, we'll see because, like you said, JJ, the bullpen is very thin right now, man. It's thin. I mean, think about this, Justin. Two weeks ago, it felt like the Yankees had three, four, five quality arms. They could run out on a nightly basis. But now you take away Green, who you and I had problems with, but still... His stats are going to profile as one of the better relievers in the American League over the last four years. He's gone. Chapman has this Achilles and hasn't been particularly good. He's gone. So now guys who are in that like middle relief pecking order are now in far more prominent roles. It weakens your bullpen. Your bullpen is not as deep. It puts more pressure on your starters to give you length, which, by the way, the Yankee starters have done over the last couple of starts, which is great to see. But the other problem is up and down the lineup, you got guys now missing time for COVID reasons, for injury reasons. And the Stanton one and the LeMayu one scare me the most. Of yeah, big time. And Stanton, you know, he's had the stuff with the uh, calf a lot. So that's definitely worrisome. Two quick things. I'm with you 100% with Clark Schmidt. Stop jerking this guy around. Should never have been sent down to begin with. And let me ask something. Debbie Garcia, any chance this guy gets recalled up? Is he a potential relief guy? Or are they still thinking of him as a full-time starter? It's a very good question, Justin. Good start to the show, my man. They haven't started games. He's not been particularly good. That's why you're going to see Sears tomorrow. David Garcia has not earned the call-up back to the big leagues. He was really good in 2020, and he stunk last year. Depth going to be tested. Hey, that happens over the course of 162 games. It's happening for the Yankees. It's clear and obvious. It's happening for the Yankees. Let's head to Eric. He's up next. Eric, my boy, how we doing? What's up, JJ? Uh, really quickly, Davey's pitching to like a nine ERA. Yeah, that's what I mean. He is stunk. He is stunk. That's why I'm not surprised they're not bringing him up. If he's going to pitch like crap in the minor leagues, you don't deserve a call-up. And it was like, um, I think they had another prospect a few years ago who was, uh, everyone was wondering why they weren't bringing him up. And it was, he just, he couldn't put it all together. But you, you hope that eventually he will. Really quickly, really appreciate your point at the top of the show. It's one of those some things are bigger than sports kind of moments. Uh, it just kind of breaks your heart. But I appreciate that you said something. Um, yeah, I mean, how could you not? I mean, how could you not, Eric, with everything that's going on today? I mean, I, you're not a human. I, I, I wish I could come on the air and stop pounding my chest, Yankees and Rangers. But tonight, it just it, 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 it wouldn't be appropriate. to be. I'm, and I'm fine talking to sports, of course. That's what we do. That's our platform. That's our playground. But to not acknowledge would just be uh, it'd be foolish on my behalf. Foolish. And you nailed it with everything you said. Uh, but to, to the to the Yankees, this is a game they definitely lose last year. Um, I, I just I started laughing in the eighth when Hicks comes up with two runners on, 
and they have the graphic on the screen saying he's you know eight for his last 15 or whatnot. What they should have shown is what his average is with runners in scoring positions because he has become pretty much un, unplayable at this point when it comes to big moments. You, you, Trevino is up with uh, the game on the line. Trevino's in the nine hole. Hicks is batting one. If Trevino gets out, we're we're in the twelfth inning right now. Hicks does not come through. So, oh no chance. With runners on base, Eric, that's the last guy I want to see up there. Last guy I want to see up there is Hicks. Absolutely had himself a night. I think Yankee fans are going to love him. Uh, so this was a huge win. Obviously, we really need to find a way to start winning Montgomery some games and and get the the bullpen straightened out. But you know, let's see if we can just kind of weather this injury bug into the Rangers really fast. Uh, I love the pace they came out with. Truba throwing the hit on uh, early on. Reeves sticking it to Domi. They they played a much more physical game starting off. I know Henry uh, was talking. Henry Lundquist was talking about that in the post game. Uh, second period, it looked like it might unravel a little bit, but they really held serve. And I, you know, with a, a best of three, you know, if we can go steal one, bring it back to the, the Garden, and, and finishes out in six, that's not impossible. Eric, I think the opportunity for the Rangers is to go and take Game Five. I would not want to go and play game seven on the road. I guess with the goaltending advantage, you're always going to have a shot. And if Igor keeps playing like this, the Rangers have an excellent, excellent chance of winning this series. But I think the blueprint for the Rangers now is to ride this momentum, get back to Carolina, and right the wrong in game one. Game one was the game that got away from this team. Not game two, the way I see it. So we'll see how they respond coming up in game five. But so far, so good on home ice. Matthew is up next. He joins us. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, JJ? Matt from Huntington Beach. Uh, first, want to start off, man, your opening. I'm a teacher, high school special education teacher. So whenever we hear these things on the news, man, it's just it hits home and it's it's you know it's unspeakable. And the more people can talk about it, no matter what platform, and you know we're out here, we appreciate it, and we gotta we gotta get something done about it. We got to be better. That's really what it boils down to, Matthew, across the board. And I'm not looking to make this a political issue in any way. When 90% of the country supports it, let's go. Enough is enough, man. You can't have days like this. Like, if you're a teacher, your life should not be on the line going into your classroom. There's, there's, there's no reason for that in any way. 100%, JJ. So let's try and bring it back to the, you know, the Rangers. First off, a great win. That first period, they come out flying. They get the two goals. You love it. And they, you know, they get their revenge, what they need on Domi with a clean hit from Truba. Say what you want to say. It was a clean hit from Truba. It was a clean hit. And they went back and they talked about it. If you watch the national broadcast, they were perfectly clear on it with no Rangers agenda. Queen hit. Queen hit. Carolina's not going to like it, but too freaking bad. Too bad is right. So they get that done. That second period, Carolina turned on the Jets, but you got Igor, and he just gets the job done in the second period. He just shuts him down. It's got to be demoralizing. You got a guy like Igor back there, and he gets the job done in the second. The Rangers get one late in the second period, and you just think to yourself, that's it. That's what they needed. They didn't deserve to win that period. They did it. Go into the third, close it out, and uh, you got a tied series. And like you said, I think absolutely – Game five is the game they got to win in Carolina. You don't want a game seven down there. And, uh, I mean, I think they could win it in a game seven, but I want to get that job done in game five, come back to the Garden and off to Tampa. I love the spunk, Matty, of this team. Appreciate the call. I absolutely love the spunk. They're down, but they're not out. And I know they have that dopey slogan that, you know, they're showing you before every single one of these games. Well, really, 
Holds true. Holds true in many ways. Um, let's head to uh, young Brian, who's up next. Buddy, what's happening? What's up, JJ? Um, I got to say, this game to me, and this is coming from someone, you know, I focus on this team all year and I watch all 82 games, and this was the most complete effort the Rangers had put together all year. All year? Really? See, I would say in the postseason, it's the most complete I've seen, Brian, but all year, elaborate. The goal scoring was there. You got the four goals that you need, right? The, 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 you got all your players involved, too. That's the key. The power play was working. Panarin was going. Zibanejad was going. You can't complain about any one specific play. But also, the goaltending was there, elite, as it's been all year. And the physical play, the forecheck, they never gave in throughout this entire game. Even when they go down, when it, when it comes 3-1 in the, early in the third period, and there was a chance Carolina, if they score another quick goal right there, then you start to sweat a little bit when it, when it gets to 3-2. They come back, they score the fourth goal, they step on the throat, something that, you know, a lot of teams struggle to do in the postseason because you feel that pressure coming on when a team starts to get a pushback. They had the physical play. If you notice a lot of things in this game, JJ, and you mentioned a couple times, they started to get a little antsy, Carolina. They started to try and make the perfect play. That comes with physicality from the Rangers. They're seeing ghosts, Carolina. They've got, you know, they're not sure about every play they're making. This was the most complete hockey game this team played. And I don't want to get presumptuous or anything. If they play like this for the rest of the postseason, they could actually make a serious run at a title. I don't think it's outrageous, Brian. I'll let you go there because we had a little feedback and had a little bit of an echo. I think everything you said there is accurate. The goaltender is hot. The team is confident. And they're getting better. Defensively speaking, they are getting better. I don't think there's any other way around that. Let's head to the great Coney Island Cobra who joins us. Hello, Cobra. How are you, buddy? Buddy, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, look, I mean, I understand we had a national tragedy today, and that's that's horrible and all in that. But that being said, you know, overall, from my standpoint, you know, great day. I was out golfing, company uh, company uh, event, you know, you know, sunk in a uh, 50, 50 foot putt. That a boy. Proud of you there, Culver. There you go. 30, uh, 33 foot putts. Jordan, Jordan Speedfest, that a boy. Hell yeah. So, you know, it was a good day over at Muttontown. That being said, Rangers tonight, fast start right there. That's what we needed. Came out looking looking like a team finally that, you know, that they played in the regular season, basically. Team that, they, you know, that's, that's the team who showed up tonight. And I'll say this, you know, the one thing I think that Carolina might have done was at the end of game game three, they, I think they might awaken this team up, in all fairness. I really do. I think, you know, D'Angelo being the scumbag that he is and that group, I think they woke this team up. I think this team has a, has a fire now we didn't see really in the first three games. And I thought we saw that tonight. This is the most physical I've seen the Rangers at any point in this postseason, Matty. Not even close. Most physical I've seen them. So I, I, again, you know, sometimes, sometimes you need a, you need a little bit of a, a, a push there. And I say, you know, again, we have the better goaltender. So with that being said, go win game five and bring this thing back to the garden for game six and close these fuckers out. Enough's enough. They don't have a real fan base. They're a joke of an organization. They want, I, what, I don't know what the hell type jerseys they're wearing though. The bullshit with the Whalers back in the day was another losing franchise. But do what you got to do. Cut their throats and let's, let's, let's get on the move. You know what's so important, Cobra? Going and scoring first. 
Appreciate it as always, baby. Go and score first. You score first in game five. You control point in game three. You control point in game four. You had a lead in game one. I think scoring first. I mean, it's always important. It's that much more important with the way the momentum of this series is just drastically shifted. I got the Mets on currently. I um, We did this live because I have to do TV and I wasn't keeping everybody up till 2 in the morning. So we may not have in the pod any Mets stuff. Listen, right now they're down five runs and uh, Bassett, not on his game tonight. It happens. Not on his game. Let's head to Don, who joins us next. What's happening, Don? How we doing, buddy? What's popping, JJ? Good to talk to you, man. How are you? Don, my pleasure. We're hanging in there, dude. What's going on? Yeah, man, tough day for sure. I uh, actually grew up in Danbury, Connecticut, like 20 minutes away from Sandy Hook. So just, you know, something like this goes down. No, it hits home. I, I can I can only imagine. I, I can only imagine if you're one of those parents, if you're a brother or sister, you know, at Sandy Hook Elementary School, and now basically 10 years later, we have a similar tragedy. That, that ain't right. That is just does not sit well with me. And it shouldn't sit well with anybody. No, I mean, something obviously has to change. It's brutal. I actually knew one of the teachers that was stuck in her classroom with huddled in the bathroom with a bunch of kids. And thank God she got out alive. And so she was a high school friend of mine, actually. But Frightening, dude. Frightening. It was crazy stuff, man. So brought back some bad memories having to hear all this crap today. And uh, I just hope, you know, whatever the hell we end up doing, I just hope it's the right thing to actually do something to stop this nonsense because this is just um, unacceptable, you know. No place for it in this country, dude. None. None. Some stuff like that going on. Um, and I appreciate you bringing that up for sure and allowing us to share a few thoughts on it. Um, regarding sports, I mean, um, you know, all, when, when the Yankees were having this big winning streak, uh, obviously everything was going hunky-dory. It was great. and But at the same time, like you kind of knew that the shoe was going to drop at some point, right, especially with the injury bug um, that hits this team every single year. But the cool thing, in my opinion, anyway, is that in previous years, especially last year, there was a lot of games like early in the season that the Yankees should have won that they found a way to lose last year. And that obviously would come back to bite them. You know, even though they did eventually make the playoffs, they just never really had that, you know, momentum that you generally would see in a winning team. But this year, at least early so far, like they they were finding ways to win games, you know, in all kinds of different ways that just felt a lot different and still does feel a lot different than, than the team, you know, from last year. And I think some of these pieces that they brought in the IKFs of the world. And, you know, you mentioned Trevino, he obviously had a great game and it is cool just to see like healthy at bats and like just smart at bats in a key moments of the game where they're actually focused on making contact, you know? <laughs> I think it's an excellent point, Don. This is a game last year. Good call, buddy. They lose in 2021. They don't get the big hit in extra innings. They die like dogs after the Odor home run. This team's got a lot more fight in them. And I think the fact that they have different type of hitters up and down the lineup changes things. IKF, that at bat, doesn't happen last year. Puts the bat on the ball, two strikes, fouls off a bunch of pitches. What a concept. What a concept. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere 
in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's head to Bradley who joins us next. Bradley, my boy, how we doing? JJ, good to talk to you again. Um, I wish it could be a uh, better, uh, better day, but um, definitely want to just uh, send my uh, shop condolences to the families down in Texas. I mean, I just, I just get sick and tired of like seeing this crap on the news and like, no doubt, no doubt, Bradley. Listen, you know, you see the story the other day in Buffalo, and, and that doesn't sit well. And then a couple of days later, you're dealing with 15 plus children getting killed in an elementary school. It, horrifying, dude. Horrifying. Just brings back bad memories, like 10 years ago with Sandy Hook. Um, but I, I just want to wrap that up. Uh, just get that, say that, and uh, I just want to get to the Yankees' point. Um, first off, couldn't be more of a class act by Trevino. Uh, give him a shout out to the kids down there too. I mean, he came up big tonight when the Yankees needed him most. Um, and it, it, it amazes me too, JJ. Like, almost, like the last several years now, like when the injury bug hits the Yankees, it hits like several. It doesn't just hit one or two. It hits like four or five players, and it's just like we see. It's like the same pattern every year. You know what I mean? Bradley, we have seen it with the Yankees. And this year, it felt like they were doing a better job of avoiding. That's what I was so encouraged about. You know, all this science and these, these workout routines and all these regimens they talk about. Well, it's LeMayu, it's Chapman, it's Stanton. And yeah, it, it comes in waves, my man. But good teams find a way to overcome it. The Yankees over the next couple of weeks are going to have to find a way to overcome the injury bug. That's all there is to it. And they came up big today. Um, big game uh, to stop the, ble the bleeding just a little bit. Um, and th the next week you said before, it's like it's going to be tough. They got Tampa coming up after this series. Schedule after the Orioles gets tricky. That's why you don't want to lose this series to the Orioles now. You really don't. Because you look at their schedule, four against the Rays, they never, ever, ever play well at Tropicana Field. So you got them for four. Then you have the Angels, and the Angels have played very good baseball. You'll have Otani pitching in one of those games. That's in the middle of May. Then Detroit for three, at the Twins who they own, and then Cubs, and then the Rays. So th th this next week is a little tricky from a Yankee standpoint. To the great Charlie in Elmhurst. Hi, Charlie. Hey, JJ. So, yeah, I only catched the Yankees game the final couple of innings because I was watching Top Gun Maverick. Oh, how would you, uh, before, uh, how was it? Is it worth my while to go see in the theaters? Yes, absolutely. All right, so, Charlie, I'm glad that you bring this up. If I see one movie, Memorial Day weekend, Top Gun or Doctor Strange? Ooh, that's a tough one. Ooh, in terms of, like... I haven't seen either yet. I have not seen either movie. I'll say Top Gun just because it's a high. Wow. Okay. Okay. Flying movie, sky high movie. It's massive. It's massive part. So 
yeah, I mean, Top Gun, Top Gun, if I have to choose. That good. I'm excited. Love me some Tom Cruise. Love me some Top Gun. So uh, glad it was good. We'll we'll save our thoughts, Charlie, when I actually see it. But uh, good to know. And thank you for saying it to open. And I was hoping when I went to the theaters that I mean, hoping that some like some nobody's gonna nobody's gonna know. I mean, think about that for a minute, Charlie. Think about how sick that is that you in going to a movie theater now have to like you have to be on alert. You have to be on alert for everything you do. For it's it's horrifying, Charlie. Horrifying. Horrifying world that we live in. It really is. Something's got to change. And um, going to the Yankees side, uh, and I want to piggyback on the voicemail message on the Sunday, Sunday, I think Sunday part, I think it was Justin in Miami, said like, hey, catching spot, we know they're not going to production, it's not going to be there, but you know the pitching, they have something going. And actually, Trevino has done so much well, and I kind of like his at-bat. He's just like competitive at-bat, and I mean, you don't have to do too much and just like carry the pitching and let's see what I'm doing. The, what is that? Catching right. And he come up clutch. And of course, the post game, this, he, you know, he, what, get massive credit to him for saying the words uh, on the, what happened in Texas. And well, and not only that, Charlie, the anniversary of his father's passing, where he grew up in Texas pretending that he was in a Yankee stadium. So, I mean, to have all those thoughts going through your mind. And then to have everything that went on in the state of Texas today, I mean, it just shows you that Trevino is is a good-hearted guy. He's an easy guy to root for, Charlie. I'm glad he's a Yankee. I'm glad he's a Yankee. Uh, absolutely. And and, the, and another part about the, that voice message about that, I think left field and center field and absolute production needs to be changed. And, and JJ, I'm glad you mentioned about runners in the scoring position, about Hicks. Even he got a couple of hits in the last couple of games. Do you know his runners in scoring position stats is this season? Oh, he's got to be hitting under 150. 125. Yeah, I knew it. Charlie, I'm not surprised. I am not the least bit surprised by that. That's how bad Hicks has been. And to your point, and to anybody out there wondering how the Yankees can get better as a baseball team, bud, appreciate it as always. They're going to need an outfielder. They might need two. They seriously might need two. I don't know how you do much better at the catcher spot. It's not like catchers grow on trees. Let's head to uh, Kenny in Staten Island, who joins us next. What's up, Kenny? Uh, hanging in there. You know, my, my, my daughter's a school teacher. My son works a school teacher. And just prayers to the family. That's all we can do. Nothing, nothing we can say or do is going to bring these children back, unfortunately. So just prayers to the family. Yeah, and we got we got to do something about it, Kenny, because it cannot continue to be the case for your for your daughter, for anybody who is a school teacher out there, or anyone who's sending their kids to school. This cannot be the case. Hey, I'm sorry, it cannot be the case. Uh, moving on to sports now, uh, you know I'm not a Ranger fan, but you know I've been following the playoffs obviously as a as a betting, and uh, I'm doing pretty well as as you know. I've been shooting you some games here and there. And, uh, you know, I think I think the Rangers are taking the next toe. You know, I'm a big hockey fan. I know the sport. I got them taking the next toe because uh, they got the better goaltender. And I think they're they're in their heads now. And and like I said, they're playing like they were in the regular season. Tonight, today was the best game they played in the playoffs. Hands down. Not even close, Kenny. The most complete game they've played in the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. Bassett just gave up another moonshot to Peterson. That ball still hasn't landed in center field. Listen, Bassett has been so good. He was due for an off start. The Mets may be due for an off night after winning the series in Colorado. 
winning the first game, going away against the proud Giant team. They came out. They're ready to go. Webb's ready to go, and the Giant lineup is ready to go. Chalk it up. Try to win the series tomorrow afternoon. But look, I don't disagree with your Ranger point. I think the Rangers are in good shape. I think the Rangers, because of the way Shesterkin has played, the aggressive nature, the way they've sped up these games, Kenny, they got a lot working in their favor, dude. They really do. And you got to be physical in the playoffs. You know, as proven the last couple of years with my Islanders, you know, that third, that fourth line they were rolling out with Matt Martin, they would just knock the hell out of you. They would weigh you down. So, you know, the Rangers are starting to do that now. And I think uh, what they did in game, uh, what do you call it, game three, with the Carolina, what they pulled at the end, that incited the Rangers. I think that... Oh, no doubt. You know, Cobra, Cobra mentioned that the idea of poking the bear, Gallant mentioned it after the game, the little tussle at the end of the game. Excellent point, Kenny. Excellent call. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree that the Rangers have been inspired by it. Now, Carolina's been a different team when they've played at home. They've been a different team. That's what the Rangers are going to have to counter. But at Madison Square Garden, hold and serve every which way. Let's head to Sean, who's up next. Sean joins us. What's up, Shawnee? Hey, JJ. Just got to say, when I was a younger man, uh, tough times happened in the world. We used to sit sit at the bar and, and talk to, uh, to, uh, to our favorite bartender and talk about the news of the day, watch some sports. You're the bartender of life, man. We all love you. I appreciate it. And you know what, Sean? That's a, that's a great analogy, bro. You know, and that's the way I feel about you guys and gals. I really do because we have a rough day. We have a rough day in our country. We still know we have this toy box, this 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 world that we live in, our, our safe space, our happy place. That is the world of sports where we bitch, we moan, we celebrate, we ride the highs and the lows and distract ourselves from everything that's going on in our society. And thank goodness for that. So that means a lot to me, Sean. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not a New Yorker, but I remember how much, you know, the Yankees meant. Uh, after 9-11, that was in my wheelhouse. I'm the, I'm the southern gentleman of the feet here. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So, you know, I, I feel for everybody in New York and everybody around the world that's dealing with this and, and dealing with it in their own way. But you help lighten the load, and I just want you to know that, buddy. Real quick on the Rangers and the Yankees. Rangers, look, we saw this with the Panthers-Lightning series just now. Things are getting real interesting in that series because all of a sudden, Shesterkin looks like Kingpin and into the Spider-Verse. They're shooting pucks into his chest. They're praying for rebounds, and they got nothing. Rangers got a real chance to put them away in the next two games. So I loved hearing you say that. And the Yankees, look, all these injuries are piling up. Let's look at what they got down in the farm. I mean, I pay a lot of attention to the farm through playing Dynasty. They got Waldachuk down there is just mowing people down in double A and triple A. Give some of these kids a look instead of Davies. But well, I think, Sean, that is a name that you might see in the days, in the weeks, in the months ahead. I mean, you look instantly. Esteban Foreal is a guy we've heard a ton about. He's now going to get a chance to play a little bit. Gallo's on the COVID list. Hicks can't hit with runners on base. Stands out. Like, this is a chance for Esteban Foreal. You want a chance to show you're a legitimate big leaguer? Go. Let's see it. Let's head to Kevin, who's up next. Kevin, what's up, buddy? Hey, I wanted to thank you for, uh, you know, bringing this kind of human element to it. With, uh, with the whole thing out down in Texas today. I have, uh, my mom has been working in the New York City public school system for the last 20 years. And then my sister is a elementary school uh, educator. And, you know, seeing what happens to those 18 kids, I just, I, it breaks my heart. And I just, just so, just, just, are those kids deserve way better than what, 
happen today. And we, can, we have to do something about this in, in, in our public school system. It's just, it's just so bad. And it, this, these things just can't continue to happen. So I appreciate you know, letting us kind of share um, something about this because I think that it was very important today. So thank you for that. Yeah, listen, Kevin, I, I, I wish we weren't having this conversation, quite frankly. But unfortunately, when something like this happens, uh, it's needed. Uh, the problem is we've had these conversations in the past and these horrific incidents continue to keep happening. So something, something's got to change as far as that goes. And that's not a political statement. That's just a honest, real life, real world situation that needs to be handled. This is it's not this is not how the United States of America should be. Absolutely. One thousand percent, a hundred percent of you with that. Um, and um, uh, as for the sports, I was watching the Yankee game tonight. Really thrilled with the at-bats from the uh, bottom of the order. You know, it's something that I've been screaming about the last uh, few years with this team. They're just so all or nothing. I loved it. You know, in the that 11th inning, you, you have uh, um, uh, Andrew Har with the fly ball gets Glaber over and then IKF down one, two, single up the middle. Marwin, the single to right, and then obviously Trevino with the winner. It's just so impressive to see um, their at-bats this year. I, I'm really thrilled and uh, I hope that that serves as a, uh, you know, for all these analytic people that just wanted the all or nothing. I'm just so hoping that this Yankee iteration of the Yankees is serving as a blueprint as to how you can win by still playing baseball, 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 good at bats, try to keep the line moving. I love the way that they play tonight. You have to, Kev. Look, they are going to have to weather the storm without a couple of these guys in the lineup. But. Getting a hit with runners on base, being able to move the line, being able to put the bat on the ball. They sound like really simplistic type of terms. They win you and lose your ball games. So the Warriors were down like 20-something points in this game. They came all the way back. Kerr put the sharpshooters back in the game, and Dallas proceeded to go on a little bit of a mini run. So, so much for that. We'll have a game five. Gentlemen's sweep. Gentlemen's sweep. Let's head to Scotty, who joins us. Hi, Scotty. What's up, man? Hey, JJ. Uh, great opening. Well said. I mean, you speak better than most, you know, people in the office. I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Scotty. I can tell you this, man. Uh, that world is not for me, bro. That world is not for me. As uh, on, on a much lighter note, dude, I'll stick to my day job. Or I guess in this case, my night job. Uh- Listen, and all these people that, you know, they want to blame uh, a certain, uh, they want to blame, they want to use this to uh, push their own political agenda so agenda, so people can go out and vote for them. I'm sorry. I think you're a scum for that. You know, you want to talk about all this other things, you know, like even look at like Chicago, JJ. I mean, Chicago had like, they have like, it's like the wild, wild west in Chicago, man. Did you shoot each other like it's nothing over there? I mean, what the, you know, what, what goes on? Yeah, I totally get that, Scotty. I totally get that. But when we're talking about schools and we're talking about children and we're talking about like 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 shopping malls or, or religious places of institution, like these are places you're supposed to feel safe, you know? And when you're sending your when you're sending your kid to school, the last thought in anybody's freaking mind should be, hey, I'm sending a little Johnny or I'm sending a little Emmy to school. And I'm worried about them getting killed by by someone who's going to go in with a gun. Like that's that that's where we we have to think long and hard about what's going on in this country. My old school in New York City, man, we used to have metal detectors, man. I mean, I think every school should have that because you look at most government buildings, they have that, and they also have armed security. Like, why can't we have that for our kids? You know what I mean? 
Well, it's it's tough, though. You know, I see people making the argument that we, you know, we should have the National Guard basically every single school. Like, easier said than done on that. You know what I mean, Scott? Easier said than done. And the bottom line is a lot of these people who are getting these guns have no business getting these guns. No bit. Like, why is a 17 year old getting a gun? Explain that to me. They, that should not be. And, and it's too. And, and the issue is it's too easy for them to get them. That should it should be. And listen, if you are if you are in a state where you can legally go through the process and go through the paperwork and it's not something I would ever want to do. But if that's something that you really want to do, more power to you. Like you have that right as an American. Great. But the idea that you don't and you could basically just walk in somewhere and get a gun like that, that cannot be, Scotty, you know? Yeah, I was a 17-year-old. I mean, clearly he can't buy it. He's not an eight. Absurd. Absurd. That's exactly my point, Scotty. Absurd. Absurd. Drugs, too. I mean, people get drugs and they get high. I mean, I know a kid that overdosed on fucking heroin. With the heroin epidemic and the opioid epidemic, it's horrifying. Scotty, that's why the world that we live in... it's good when we bellyache about the Yankees or the Rangers or the football teams. It, it does it does bring us, dude, this sense of just relief so that we are not talking about these issues day in and day out that would, you know, destroy us. And uh, on to lighter note, I mean, you know, the Rangers, I mean, that was a great win. I mean, statement win. That was the best win they had in the playoffs by all. I mean, you know that, I mean. And the Yankees, I mean, that was great. Trevino, what a concept working, you know, a base hit, you know, like like the other caller said, you know, a guy works the count, you know, IKF. First IKF is fast too. I don't know realize how fast he was. He he got that hit and he was on first base. But I was like, I never seen his speed. The guy, oh, I wanted him to still second, to be honest with you, when Gonzalez was up. And give Gonzalez credit too, Scotty, because he did have a big hit to rope that ball in the right field to allow Trevino to go and be the hero. Um, but I was begging for ICAF to go and steal a bag there. And look, that's something the Yankees are going to have to do a little bit more of. You get a guy like ICAF on base, he's got to run. If you're not going to have as many boppers in the lineup for the next week or so, you got to figure out ways to manufacture. What happened with Stan? I mean, they said something about like, like his knee. And all these rests are funny. They give these guys, you know, these, uh, what's it called? The uh, load management. They rest them and they still get hurt. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it, it blows. Scotty, it's such a great point, dude. Appreciate it as always. You know, you try to give these guys all the days off in the world and they still get hurt. And, and they still get hurt. But it looks like a calf issue for Stan. All right, we'll take two more. Brian is up next. What's up, Brian? Hey, JJ. How's it going? Brian, I'm doing okay. We're hanging in there, buddy. So a couple of things. I'm a Ranger. 100% agree with you. Game five, if they don't win it, it's not It's not going to happen. They have to win game five. And on the Yankees, Hicks is awful. Awful. I still take them over Gallo. I just, I just. I mean, listen, Hicks and Gallo, it's like, hold my beer to who you'd rather have up in a late situation with the game on the line. I mean, uh, and that's why I keep hammering home this point, Brian. The Yankees are going to have to add at least one outfielder before July 31st. At least one. Also, they have to add whoever is basically injured. They're going to, if they need reinforcements that way too. Well, and that's also something you have to take into account. But I need at least one outfielder added to this team. And I don't know who it is yet. I've mentioned Benintendi. Tommy Pham is another name because he's on a terrible Cincinnati Reds team. Give you another name I like, Tony Kemp of the Oakland A's, who's a speedy guy, can make things happen. So, you know, the Yankees are going to need an outfielder. 
because I don't trust Hicks and I don't trust Gallo. I'm right there with you. The great Jeff Money in Queens closes it out with a bang. Hi, Jeff Money. Hey, JJ, on a sad note there, you know, you got to get through each day, you know, after heartaches and pain and everything, up to 19 kids. It's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's the sort of stuff that makes you want to just go off of social media because you just like, you, you, you want to like escape it, man. You know, you just really want to escape it. The problem is it's inescapable. That's the bottom line. And it can, and the issue is, Jeff, money it continues to keep happening. Absolutely. My heart goes out to the the the, the, the father that was wanting to know if his, if his daughter's alive or dead. It was just horrible. And I don't like to find out the answer what happened with that. I was waiting to hear about that. You know, I hope everything works out. I hope the kids that are in the hospital, hope they can, they pull out out of this. You know, it's just horrible, a horrible situation. Listen, there is going to be a lot of unfortunate after effects for these kids that you got to think about. And you throw that into the mix. You throw in the parents. You throw in the, you know, teachers and staff. It's just, oh, Jeff, honestly, talking about it now, just it really puts a knot in my stomach, dude. It really does. I have a first cousin who's a teacher in Jersey. So, of course, I always worry about that. Hits home, man. Hits home. And again, the idea that you're a school teacher worrying about your livelihood right? Like worrying about whether or not I'm going to make it out. Okay. It's just, it's, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Exactly. My generation growing up, we didn't have to worry about that. We can't worry about, we don't have a runny nose or something. You know, we don't have to worry about went to school. And I'm sure the same thing when you growing up, you don't have to worry about that when you're in public school. No, I mean, I think about it, Jeff money. I was in school during Columbine, which I, vi- I, I vividly remember. Cause I remember watching it on the today show before going into school. And like the thought was, well, this, 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 this could never happen, right? Like this, 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 this could never happen. That was just funny. That was a long time ago, man. Columbine was in 19, what, 1999, 2000? The kids, they weren't all black, right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember about the Columbine. I was at the high school, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Colorado. Horrifying. That's why sports, you know, I mean, I want to- Jeff Money, thank God for it, my friend. That's what I say. Thank God, because it, it, it provides something that we desperately need a distraction, an oasis, an escape. And that's why you realize when it's not there how powerful it is. You know, like in COVID times, not having the games every night, no matter what the hell is going on, you know, you have this like this place you can go, man. You know, and it means the world. Absolutely. You know, I went through my personal life for like about a year ago without, you know, without sports, uh, it would have been horrible. So that gets me through it and it gets me my enjoyment. You know, you try to forget about things, but temporarily what's going on in the world, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, on a, on a, I don't know, going back with the sports and everything, we had a bad pick there with the, uh, with the Warriors today. I think you said you liked them today, right? I did. I didn't love it though, Jeff Money, to be perfectly fair. This was a, this was a very much a stay away game for me because I, I figured, do you get Dallas's best effort? You did. And what's Golden State's mindset going to be going into this game? Were they going to be completely dialed in or not? And clearly we got our answer. They were not. Absolutely. You know, we had to pick it because of the playoff game. Like, I'm probably going to go with the Celtics. Uh, for- so you're on Boston tomorrow. I'm on Miami tomorrow. I can tell you that right now. And I felt better about Miami th- than, I did, uh, than I did this game tonight. I did not feel great about this game tonight. I mean, a little bit earlier, I see the Celtics were favored by one and a half on the road. But uh, I, I, I did pick, I did pick, you know, the Celtics to win the series. So they're going to have to take one of these games, either this game or game seven, if it comes down to that. That's why I, I'm, I'm going to probably roll with them uh, tomorrow on that. And as far as the hockey, the Rangers just uh, terrific at home. I've been rolling with them the last now four games. So now I'm like even on that. 
And you got, I guess you got, I got to keep rolling with them. Even on the road, it's going to be tough with the Canes at home, you know? Look, the Rangers want to win this series. It's pretty straightforward, Jeff Money. Got to win a game on the road. They got to bring the effort and the intensity they brought to game three and game four and do it in game five. They do? They got an excellent chance to win this series. So I'm going to be hopping on SNY tonight, whenever this Met game ends. By the way, it's 1144. This Met game's in the top half of the sixth inning. I'm not doing TV until at least 2 o'clock in the morning. Let's be perfectly clear on that. Um, One more note on the whole Donaldson-Anderson thing. I'm going to tie it in full circle. Donaldson shouldn't have called him Jack, guy. I don't think he should have gotten suspended. Baseball's clearly looking out from an optics standpoint. It's amazing. This got so, so polarized. More so than I ever could have imagined. Ever could have imagined. And I'm very curious to hear from Donaldson. And I know he's going to be asked about it after the fact. Very, very curious to hear what Josh Donaldson has to say. But my goodness. What what a week. What a week. And and thank God for all of you guys because this this is a tough day and you know, you need something to feel good about. You guys, you guys find a way to do that. You guys find a way to do that. All right. Everybody enjoy. We're back Thursday. We're gonna do the exact same thing. Yankees Rays, Rangers game five. We will hop on the live. We will post it as a podcast. You don't want to miss it. And then Sunday, we're going to have a full-fledged pod, and we'll figure out our plan for Saturday. I hope everybody enjoys their night. Stay safe. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.